Let me preface this by saying we're a little bit drunk. Let's go. This is as unplugged as it gets. It should be a good time. That's what she said. <laughs> Too far. You probably better off burning your five dollars. Ah, time to pull me another round. another round holy i'm really happy to be here right now not like alive but oh, like okay. i'm alive I'm, that's never a question okay i meant like what a difference a week can make yeah i you know have been i have been so we have not talked you guys since um since you gave birth we haven't yeah. talked like when you had yeah. ben we facetimed at the hospital but oh, yeah. I think this was a different experience. Plus, then you come home and then you've got Ben on top of now, you know, the newborn. Yeah. Um, and also, I just haven't wanted to bug you. And also, it's like the pod has been great for our friendship, but it also puts our friendship on ice at certain times so that yeah. we can bring it to the pod. But yeah. I will have you know, I have been thinking about you probably a minimum a hundred times a day. Like Ugh. it's, cr- and I, but I've just been not wanting to, cause I know that you're busy and I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and like, Oh shit, I got to get back to people. Right. Like, so, but I just, I have been waiting for this episode and I'm so glad that you're ready to share today. Yeah. Cause I was like, are we going to let Patreon know? Or do you, are you going to make me wait until oh, no. Tuesday's yeah. show? Cause we record Patreon, you know, before we do Tuesday. So yeah, I it's, just, it's dropping today because this is the day. I, this is, this is, I haven't wanted to talk to you more than this episode. I feel like, like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I have, but I just, I just feel like there's so much I need to know. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. Everyone needs to know. Um, and yeah, I'm, first of all, I'm in a total fog. I'm running on absolute fumes. Yeah. I sleep for two to two and a half hour chunks at a time. And then during the day, it's your, you only get, cause like when you're breastfeeding a newborn mm. within the first two weeks, those feeds between the like diaper changes and the feeding, <laughs> like if you're doing 20 minutes, let's say each side, there's 40 minutes plus burping plus diaper change. Then you don't oh, know God, when they're going to like settle into a space and then there's you're like, no routine. Do I like get an hour nap or do I take a shower? Like you mm-hmm. only have an hour to an hour and a half of windows to kind of do anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, I have a lot of people to call. I have a lot of people to fill in, mm-hmm. you know, on things or like people mm-hmm. who are like, call me when you can chat. And I'm like, the first two weeks is just like, you're like, okay, I'll talk really, to you in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> like I really want, oh my God, I want to so oh, right. bad, yeah. but it's like, you're just underwater the first two weeks, I think. And I say two weeks because I think after two weeks is when I'm anticipating we'll at least have like some kind of feeding, not schedule, but predictions. Okay. And like, I think we'll be in a little bit better of a nighttime situation. I mean, it's not, there's not going to be anything set in two weeks, but I just, the first two weeks when they're so brand new. Right. You know, and it's a lot of settling in with Ben. And, and they're he, also super reversed on their timing, right? Oh, like she's probably up all night and sleeping great during the day. Oh yeah. 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 And then, you know, big adjustment in the house with Ben. And so a lot of focus going there mm-hmm. and then just keeping up with normal life. Yeah. Like what you don't try to, but you kind of have to, to some degree, you like know, keeping, you know, like the house, like yourself. Yeah. Fed getting Ben to dishes. school, getting him mm. dinner, getting him mm-hmm. bath. Like it's really like parenting has made a big difference and we have a lot of support and an army this time. And it's still yeah. like, wow. And like just trying to squeeze in naps during the day next to impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've only got an hour and a half, your brain is aware. I feel like your brain's aware of that. So even though you're really yeah. tired, you're like, okay, how long is it going to take me to fall asleep? And then 
<clears throat> like, will I be able to get any good yeah. sleep in? And like, okay, now it's been 20 minutes and I only have the right. Your brain like starts like doing all these calculations. I feel like. Have you watched the, um, oh yeah. And then if we have a visitor come over, mm. it's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's, and I love, I love it, but like, we've really pulled back on that this time around. Um, yeah. because that's like an hour and it, you're only operating in, right. you know, two hour period. It's just a, it's well, just you, a lot. I feel like yeah. you want your boobs out basically all the time. Like that's one thing I didn't yes. like about visitors. It was less difficult with Rev because I didn't really nurse her. But with yeah. Mac, it was hard to have visitors because I just wanted to pull out my boobs. I didn't you want, need to I just want my boobs out all the time. your own house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So even like when my parents came and they stayed when Mac was born, I was just in our bedroom basically. I couldn't really walk around because yeah, it's a boob situation. Like you're, you're, you guys are creating a new routine together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's so much, I feel like we need to do, um, cause I don't think we've ever done like a truth about postpartum episode. Mm. I, I feel like we almost like need to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Mom truths. Yeah. About postpartum. Like, just things that if you're expecting to be aware of or if you or if it's been a while because you forget, you know, yeah. and like you forget. And then there's like these things that could help you really like be extra supportive. I think like if you are visiting someone who's a new parent, like yeah. things. And then I also feel like we need to um, – I'll talk a little bit more about this, but I feel like we need to have Trisha on for breastfeeding. Have you talked to her? Have you connected? I love her. She's We've phenomenal. been talking every day. Yeah. I mean, um, there were times I was just, I would like FaceTime her and video yeah. back. Like, here's the latch. Here's what's, here's what's going on, you know, full on boobs out. And she, yeah. but she's a stranger I met on the internet and she absolutely changed the game for Mac and I. Yeah. And she's volunteered she's her services for my sister and for you. And she is so knowledgeable. Yeah. And like, she just has this calming presence and very reassuring. I, I was like. like, how do we square this up? I'm like, I want to pay you. And she's yeah. like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, well, then we need to have you on the pod. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Need, like this isn't. Did you tell her that? Yeah. Is oh, she that's in? okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. She'd love to. Okay. She'd yeah. To. Let's do it. But I feel like that would be the kind of episode where probably a lot of people who are listening to this are not breastfeeding, but at some point will be, or will be for the second time or want to be, or like will refer the episode out. That's the kind of episode that over time I feel like yeah. would be really valuable to a lot of people. Yes. Okay. So uh, into the thick of it here, I also want to hear about you because I've I been knew watching you were going to do that. Stories. I, I knew, knew you were I know, do that. I know, this episode I know, but I can't is about watch my you. friend I have, have their whole house lightning struck with like some terrible bug yeah it's that some, has wiped it's some you all out. alien bug, but like we're going to survive it and it's fine. You okay. know? Okay. Okay. So all with me. Um, is the point, right? You're right. Like, like I don't give it, cut this out. Nothing. I I knew you were going to be like, well, let's not make it all about me. No, Colleen, this is, yeah. a, this is yeah. about you and Ellie. Spill it. S- let's do it. And if we've got time, let's also talk about Kim and Pete because they're adorable. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, love, nothing like really, but like I'm caught up on the Kardashians. Okay. Talking about Kim so, and Pete. Okay. So where we left things, you guys, was that um, I was scheduled for an induction on June 3rd, Friday. And then, and we always have our babies on Tuesdays and Fridays. Right. Of course we do. Yeah. Of course we do. But there was, and then they called and they're like, and I think we captured this on the pod, right? Yeah. Where I can't remember, but so if, if not, just quickly drum up to speed. I was supposed to be induced Friday, June 3rd in the morning. They called Wednesday well, no, night. you were supposed to be induced the second at night and they called and said, yeah. can you do it in the morning? They were going to do, yeah, check you check you in late Thursday night to get things going so that you would deliver Friday yes. morning. And I was like, okay. When I scheduled it, it was like two weeks in advance. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to make it to that. She's yeah. going to be here naturally. And at yeah. that point, it was like a backup option. But when you have gestational diabetes, they don't want you going too far past the due date. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if that's a legit – it's a legit thing. So, okay, I'll schedule that as a backup. Mm-hmm. So then they called Wednesday and they're like, actually, let's do Thursday morning at 7 a.m. And we – I just – something was not sitting right with me. We could not scramble. We couldn't – like it just – Too fast. It was too much. So I said no. Um, and I went – 
in to they're like, okay, then well, we need to see you and chat, like check you out and make sure that we need to do a fetal assessment. And so I went and did the fetal assessment. She was fine, passed everything with flying colors. I was fine. No risks medically, like no high blood pressure, no hyper, like nothing, right? Okay. And they checked my cervix, still a centimeter. Same exact thing with Ben. Mm-hmm. I was a centimeter till my water broke. So, and this was Thursday morning. Okay. okay. So well, that's right. My- because when we recorded Tuesday's pod, you had, you were contracting, you were actively contracting when we yeah. recorded like the intro for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was, was Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday I was <laughs> contracting and they were coming very irregular, but I definitely knew they were contractions. It was not the, hmm, is this a contraction or a bowel movement? It was like, this is a contraction. And they were coming very like every 20 to 40 minutes, mm-hmm. very spread out. And I'm thinking, cool. Uh, I'm glad I listened to my gut because we're going to go into a natural labor. And I think the deep down, it wasn't that I had anything against an induction other than with Ben, they put me on Pitocin and Mm -hmm. that was not a good experience Mm. for me. Like the way it leveled up the contractions and how it made my body feel, I just really didn't like it. And so I was hopeful that we could go into natural labor versus like going from zero to 60 uh, with an induction. Right. Right. Like right. that it, I would rather kind of see how far I yeah. could take myself I mean, if you can avoid it, and lessen totally. the, all the other things that right. would need to happen. And like that, you know, I've heard things about like a balloon that gets put inside to help your mm. you dial. It just seemed like a lot. And I also went naturally with Ben and I think it's probably you the second time you there's a comfort zone with like wanting to do things the way it happened the first time to some degree. Cause and, you already know it. Yeah. I yeah. think there was some part of that happening yeah. too in my brain. Um, and so Thursday we took Ben out to, we th- spent the day like really getting ready. Cause we're like, Oh, so they got my induction rescheduled for Friday morning check-in. Mm-hmm. So we spent the day cause they had, we called it off, <laughs> called the whole thing off. And then when I was at that appointment, they're like, Oh, we have the original time slot open, but we'd have to check you in Friday morning, not Thursday night. And I was like, beautiful. Great. All that for not, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we spent the day Thursday, like, like we were already ready, but like doing laundry here, I washed my hair, like things, yeah. you know? And then we picked Ben up from school and we took him out to dinner and just the three of us and mm. um, took him out to ice cream after. And I was – the contractions were starting at that point to feel a little more intense, but I was able to eat pizza and have ice cream through him. I made a joke to you. I was like, just went to pizza with a side of contractions. Like, yeah. And they were coming every 12 to 15 minutes um, or so at that point. And again, though, I could talk through them, like wasn't anything crazy. We put Ben down at like 730 and I went to take a bath because I was like, okay, that would feel good. At this Mm -hmm. point, I've been contracting all day and I just want to relax and like have a bath. While I was in the bathtub, just on my phone, like doing Wordle and Quartle and Twitter and my Mm -hmm. routine, Mm -hmm. you know, my little circuit on social media uh, or phone things, my contractions quickly went to every five to seven minutes Mm. and the intensity level of them picked up pretty quickly. As as far as pain goes. Yes. Okay. And it wasn't unbearable, but it was like, okay, wow, this – and the fact that it sped up so quick got me a little freaked out Mm -hmm. because I didn't – you hear those stories of people like having babies in their – In the car. Bathroom or like in the car. Totally. Um, And we have a hospital across the street. And the plan was if I went into labor before the induction, I was just going to go there because it's like mm-hmm. a super nice hospital. The only reason we went to Good Sam, which is downtown, was because that's where my OBGYN goes. I talked about this weeks and weeks ago, but she's on, out on vacation. She's, so yes. she's out gallivanting somewhere. Right. And I'm like, I owe nothing to anybody. Uh-huh. Like I can just go across the street. So I called and then I also um, went and this is this is uh, maybe TMI, but we spill everything here on Patreon anyway. But I went to the bathroom and I the mucus plug had come out, which did not happen with Ben, which I heard can be very gross. And just to let everyone know, it is not gross. Oh, really? It is not. Well, maybe everyone's mucus plug is different, but it is not like you birth some sort of monster in the toilet. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Yeah, like you picture and it just was like a lot of mucus and kind of like pink tinge and then. It was kind of similar to when my water broke partially, but more mucusy and 
not ongoing leakage. Oh, it's not like a bunch of tissues that are brown and and then maybe yeah. it was a partial mucus plug or something okay. but it was nothing that made me go weak in the knees yeah but i also okay. knew okay this is like happening so i called the hospital across the street and i explained all of this yes and i was like i want to make sure i don't have a baby in my house should i come in and get checked out and they're like let me check with the head person blah, 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 blah. and they come back and they're like yes go ahead and come on in and we'll evaluate the situation went on in um they got me checked into this like beautiful room and I'm like oh I want to stay here and I told them that I was like I'd really like to stay here this is beautiful like I'm really contracting really bad you know right you're really talking up like I can't send me home you can't send me home and the nurse that I had was such a delight and she was like oh Mm. I'll do everything we can to keep you and um I told her I was like I have an induction scheduled for tomorrow morning at seven but I don't think I'm gonna make it yeah. And that's why I'm here is like, I, I want to make sure I'm in a safe place to like do this right. Yeah. Have a baby. So while I was there, my contraction started coming every four minutes. She checked my cervix, a centimeter dilated only. She's like, okay, so you don't have any high blood pressure. I see, we see the contractions, but at this point we'll monitor you for two hours. But if nothing happens, then we'll have to send you back home, which is also a common thing that you go to the hospital, like I'm ready to yes. have a baby. And they're like, actually you got to wait. I've heard right? that. Uh huh. So, but I was like, this is exactly what happened with my son. Like the dilation is not matching the experience. Cause like mm-hmm. my, my freaking water broke before I dilated right. even up to a two. Like yeah, with Ben, right? Yeah. With Ben. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I'm like sitting there, we're in this beautiful room, and I'm like, come on, cervix. I'm like meditating, yeah. like dilation, like, and I'm able to breathe through the contractions, but they're starting to get more and more intense, right? Mm. Was Chris um, with you? Yeah, Chris was with okay. me, so and he was even saying, he's like, I really feel great about this room. Like, we oh, could practically see our house from where we were. Like, it was yeah. just, this is going to be perfect. Like, we're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Right? So, um, and God, the nurse was just lovely and we were just chatting and she's expecting and I'm like, oh, she's my person, you know, this is all going to be great. Famous last thoughts. So, um, she comes back in after two hours and by here I had, I got to the hospital at like nine 30. So I was there till about midnight and one centimeter, Mm. one centimeter. Wow unhooks the blood pressure monitor, unhooks the waistband to measure contractions, go ahead and change back into your clothes and you'll be good to go um, for your induction tomorrow morning. But if you, if things really change, you know, just go ahead and go to good Sam was the sentiment. Oh, and I think don't it come was, back here. Oh, interesting. I think it was like some, I don't know if there's hospital territory things, but it was almost like out of respect to good Sam that they had already had this appointment booked or like they didn't want to call. Oh. I don't know if there was like something right there, but it felt like there was something there between hospital protocol okay, or something. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And when I look back at that moment, I wish I would have been like, no, I'm staying. Yeah. Oh, can you do that? I don't know. But looking back, everything happened how it should have happened, I guess. But looking back, that was a pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what comes next. Okay. Yeah. So I come home and at this point I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I get back into the bathtub and I'm like trying to get some sleep. I knew I was not going to get sleep. At this point, contractions are coming every four minutes, very intense and I think now, I don't know, but I thought bathtubs like help slow down labor. I think they actually help speed it up. I don't know. Oh. It definitely sped mine up because I got back into the bathtub because it felt really nice to be in warm water. Yeah. But then when I got out of the bathtub, they were coming every two minutes. And then it was to the point where they were crippling me, where I was like having to hold on to the counter. I was like, okay, let me get in bed and try and close my eyes. And as soon as I felt it coming, I had to get out of bed and like hold on to walls or like get in a squatting position. And I started moaning like when when I would feel them come on because there was like, it was very primal. Like you have yes. to release the pain 
doing something and it's movement and like vocal. I mean, I just like kicked in of like, I am really, this is starting to take me over kind of feeling. Yeah. And Chris was not sleeping either. And I was like holding on and we had had his mom come over just in case this was going to happen. So she was there. So we knew we could leave, you know, at any point. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. So it's like 1245 and Chris is like, get in the car. Like he packed up, he, we threw the rest of the stuff in the car and we started driving to Good Sam. It's about a 20 yeah. minute, 14 minute, felt like a hundred years. Oh my because God. by the time it took me, I didn't know if I could make it out to the car. Chris is like, I'll wait for you in the car. Just getting down the stairs, trying to get down the hallway. Like every two minutes, I had to stop with every contraction and like deal. With, like it was like, oh my God. And then I get in the car and I'm thinking, I can't get to the hospital fast enough. When is this pain going to be gone? Yeah. I need an epidural. I need some drugs. I I rolled down the windows. I pulled back the sunroof and I was like, Chris, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to scare you. But like, like he would, he was like talking to me, like, how are you Mm -hmm. doing? A A contraction would come on. I'm like, I cannot talk. Yeah. I cannot talk. It's a left brain, right brain thing. Like when I'm in so much pain when these come on that I cannot talk to fucking anybody. Wow. Right? Yeah. So roll down the windows and I'm just miserable. Absolutely miserable. And I'm starting to scream with every contraction in the car, howling to the moon. Oh my God. Like, holy shit. Yeah. We get to Good Sam and I get out of the car and my whole body. I remember you saying this after you had that terrible. It was terrible C-section. Yeah. With the most intense pain. Traumatic. It was Mm -hmm. trauma. Yeah. Like your body goes into shock. My body was in shock. I was shaking uncontrollably. My whole body was uncontrollably shaking. Oh, my God. Which is also terrifying, I feel like. Yes. That that overcomes you because you can't stop it. Yeah. And I was jumping out of my skin. Oh, my God. And they put me in a wheelchair and they're getting me to a room fast. Yeah. So I get to a room. I've got people. I'm like relieved. I'm like, okay, thank you everybody for being here. Chris was like, wow, your manager skills have really kicked in. Cause I was like, just, I wasn't directing, but I was like, be very, be a good patient, Colleen, make Mm -hmm. them like you. Like Mm -hmm. then you'll get, you know, I was like, guys, teamwork, let's go. We're having a baby. Like, you know, everybody, Let's get into position. Oh, we're having a baby. <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of joking, but really shaking and just really desperate for drugs, really desperate yeah. for the epidural. Mm-hmm. So they're checking me and they're asking me a bunch of questions. I'm getting into the gown. I've got a lot of IVs starting to go in, just blood pressure monitor. They're watching the contractions and they give me fentanyl, which... I had had a friend who just had an induction who said that when she got fentanyl, it really helped because you can, if you use I thought they, fentanyl killed people. It does. But when it's like they give it in the hospital now to pregnant people, like, I don't know. Oh. But I knew I wouldn't, I knew they wouldn't give me something right, right. in a dose. But maybe it's the like, way that you consume it. Or kill something. me. There, yeah. But um, my friend had fentanyl when she was at the very early part of induction and she said it really helped like stay relaxed and like manage the pain. It did not touch anything I was going through. Mm. I mean, and they gave me fentanyl because they had one guy doing anesthesia. Oh, shit. I don't know if it was in the whole hospital or what, but that guy was not going to be able to come for a little while. So they're trying to manage with what they've got available and the fentanyl did not touch anything. It just made me confused, but the pain did not change. Oh, God. So now I'm just kind of like dopey, but like very much sca- Your sensations scared. are intact. Oh, scared. I'm scared. I'm hurting. I'm, I start sweating profusely. I'm screaming. I had the best... And I had to wear a mask because it's like you had to do COVID test first. But oh. the COVID test took forever. Chris had to wear a mask, so I couldn't see his face the whole time. Oh. Sorry. That part sucked. Yeah. Like, just, like, Chris did so good. But, like, like I needed, like, his face, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I had, like, the best nurse. Her name was Esther. Um, 
if anybody knows her, like in Portland, I told her this. I hugged her. I was like, you honestly were my angel tonight Mm. because she approached it in a way where she was like coaching Chris and like coaching me. And she like Mm. looked me in the eyes and was like giving me tips. She's like, I need you to like, she's like, breathe right now. Like one, two, like it was like crazy. (laughs) And she like kept looking at me in the eyes and she's like, Colleen, you have got this. You have Mm. got this. Like, and then the contractions were starting to come every like 45 seconds to a minute. But she was like, Oh my God, with no relief. She, yeah, no relief. Still uncontrollably shaking through all of them. She was coaching Chris. She's like, Look her in the eyes and breathe with her every single time, you know? So, Chris, he's all I see is his eyes. I can't see him breathing, but I see his eyes just. You know, we're just all like, like in it, you know? And so they checked me when I got at the hospital and I was two centimeters. And then finally the anesthesiologist comes and I'm like getting my epidural, you know, it's like curve your back, don't move, like doing the whole thing for like 45 minutes and, and these contractions, well not 45 minutes, probably was 20 minutes, but like these contractions are coming. So yeah. it's like stay really still through oh the most God. painful thing I've ever felt. And you're shake and you still are having that shaking. shaking. Oh my God. So the epidural goes in and they wait and I'm able to the shakes kind of were still there, but I get like some relief. It starts to like kick in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna be able to do this. Like I'm oh. safe. I'm gonna be okay. Right? Yeah. And everyone kind of takes a collective deep breath, I think, at that point. Uh And, um, you know, I'm laying there and I'm just thinking I'm going to meet Ellie. Like, I'm going to be okay. I'm safe. I have my epidural. And I'm just like talking myself down from the last however long. 20, 30 minutes goes by and I start to feel like lightness, like, like contractions coming back. And with each contraction, they start to get more intense, more intense, more intense. About 30 to 40 minutes after getting the epidural, I was right back where I was. Full blown. They came in with ice packs and checked my legs. I felt every single ice pack. The epidural was completely gone. Nothing was working. And it was still in your back. Still in my back, but absolutely nothing was working. Whoa. Um, and the nurses all are frantic because they can tell. They can t- they did the ice pack test. They can tell I'm starting to scream again. Now it's back in the Chris and me breathing. Now it's and I'm also in shock thinking, what the hell? This is not the plan. Right. You know, this isn't how right. it's supposed to go. Epidurals fail for other people. They don't fail when it's me yeah. here. Like you don't yeah. think it's gonna happen to you. Yeah. You know? So you're just like, okay, like here we go again. But I was not in that. I'm usually like positive person, optimistic. Like I thought I was going to die. Like, and I know that I wasn't, but I was like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. And Chris told me, he's like, there was a moment in your eyes where I saw them just like, like, he's like, you know, when you're watching like a show and you think it's a human, but then like, Something Mm. happens and they sort of, you're like, oh, is that a robot? Like your soul leaves your body and there's nothing. And I remember that moment looking at him because I thought like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Oh, God. And it was every 30 seconds, every 45 seconds, every, like, it just was unrelenting. And I had this, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so sweaty and I'm so shaky and I'm like, I can't wear my hospital gown. I can't. And I had underwear on. I was like, these have got a... No, I didn't have underwear on because they were checking my cervix. But I had, had a gown on and I had this bra that I had gotten for, for pregnancy that was no wires and no buckle. Mm-hmm. But because they had put the IVs on, they couldn't take it off because they couldn't lift it over my head. And I was like, cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> cut it. Yeah. Like every ounce of everything had to go. Yeah. Cut it. So they're cutting my bra off. They're like everything. I was like, I need to be fanned. At one point I was on my hands and knees, just screaming. I was grasping onto the bed rails. There's this picture on the wall 
that was like a meadow, like this path with like flowers and blue sky. And I just was clutching onto the bed rails, like shaking, looking at this fucking meadow. It didn't bring me any peace, but I just, for whatever reason, it just stuck out of like just staring at this meadow for like, I just couldn't, I could, I don't, I don't know, dude. Um, and so I, while I was on, they checked me again. I remember while I was like right before, right after I got the failed epidural and it was, um, I got to a three. Okay. But then once the epidural failed, I went from a three to a nine really fast. Really, 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 really with no epidural, with no pain relief, with nothing. And it was like, and they, they were getting scared because they're like, the doctor isn't here. Like, this is like, everyone was frantic and I could feel that energy too. Yeah. My Esther was my person though. Esther and Chris, that was like our team. Yeah. But I was, it was insane. And so when did they call the anesthesiologist back? So they, they did, they kept, they're like, we're trying to get a hold of him. We're trying to get a hold of him. Uh And they're like, he's in an emergency situation. And I'll never forget the nurse looking at me. She's like, you're doing this natural. And that's when I, that's when I was like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude. So I go from three to a nine really, 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 really fast. The guy comes back, the anesthesiologist at the 11. They're like, if we don't get this epidural the next like 10 minutes, you're not going to be able to get one. Yeah, and they're trying right. to get a There's hold a of like the OBGYN. They're like trying to get a hold of everybody. And he comes in and he's like, he's like, I feel awful. He's like, I don't know what happened. He's like, I don't know why this didn't work. I don't know why it's not working. He's like, you, it Helpful. might just be going, you know, you might just be going too fast for anything to touch this. Like for anything to be effective because it's just happening way too fast. Like we can't, mm-hmm. it's important with pain, I guess, to like try and stay ahead of it. Get the, okay. And I was, that's why the, he's like, that's why the fentanyl is not working for, like nothing's working because it's going wow. way too fast. Because they're dosing at like a level that's lower than your pain or something. I don't something. really know. It's just the adrenaline, I mean, the love. Yeah. I don't know why, but like that's what the message was like, nothing's going to work for you. So he's oh. like, I can put another one in and just see if we can take the edge off. He's like, but it's, it's like your way. It's just, the horse has left the barn. Here was the sentiment, and out of principle, I was like, no, we're doing another one. Yeah, we're doing another one. I don't care yeah. if it just takes the edge off for the last ten minutes of this, right. like, or if it doesn't even take the edge off at all. Like, we're trying again because mm-hmm. I have to try. Like, yeah. this is, this is crazy. Yeah. So again, curve your back. Da, 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 da. It's like 6.15 in the morning or something at this point. And he gets another epidural in. I barely felt any relief, but I felt enough to know that I was going to like survive. Yeah. Like I was able to like take a deep breath, but I felt everything, every contraction, but I wasn't screaming. Okay. Right. So it took it from like a 10 to like a nine or an eight or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're trying to get a hold of the the doctor to come in and they're like, whatever you do, don't push yet. Cause I was like, I I, I wanted to push for like an hour. Mm -hmm. Like don't push, don't push, don't push. It's so much pressure. So like, and I did not feel this with Ben, but like when you're contracting, um, I guess when you're contracting naturally, the contractions are a lot more effective. It makes labor speed up because you're really like they're very effective contractions versus the ones I had with Ben when I was on the epidural, which my body was just laboring, but they weren't like effective as effective. Right. They're not like maybe moving the baby as quickly through the canal or something. Yeah. And, um, but they didn't want me pushing yet because they didn't want me having a baby without the doctor there. And also if you push too soon, you can like rip things more Mm. if the baby comes out too fast Mm. and the baby was like, I mean, we were ready. Well, and if you weren't at a 10, were you at a 10 then? I was, I think I was at like a a nine. Where the fuck is the doctor? Where's the doctor? Right. Um, 
And, and I'm still just like, my whole body is, I'm so out of body at this point, And I mm-hmm. so want it to be over. I just want it to be over. Like mm-hmm. I could not, I've never experienced anything like that where I was so overcome with just pain. Like, and uh, yeah, it was unreal. And so finally the, the doctor comes in and they bring all the stuff in and it's time to push, right? And this is like the best part, actually, because then you're like able to do something. The mm-hmm. contractions, you don't feel like shit's happening. You're just yeah. in pain and you're I'm holding onto a bed rail and I'm sweating and I'm miserable and I'm but then it's like time to push and I'm like, let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm gonna make it, you know? Right. The finish line is there. And the pushing felt pretty good because you're actually do you're doing something productive. Yeah. But it hurt real bad. And I'm like holding my legs up, and then it's like. But the OBGYN, I had never met her before. Um, and that's okay because everyone was like, that's normal. Yeah. And she was awesome. She, yeah. her demeanor, her bedside manner, very experienced. And she was like, she came in and acknowledged it. She's like, I have heard you have had a terrible night. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, let's get you some relief. Let's get this baby here. Like, yeah. she was really good, you know? Yeah. So I pushed with Ben for 40 something minutes. I pushed Ellie out in 12. Wow. Like it took maybe four contractions because you push during the contraction. Yeah. One, she was super ready. Yeah. Two, I was like an animal. Yeah. Primal. Totally just so relieved to be able to do something. And when she arrived... It was like with Ben, I remember just the overwhelming feeling of like he's here and he's healthy and I was relieved and happy and that skin to skin and all that was like really a beautiful moment. And with this one, it was like, oh, my God, she's here. We're here. And then it was also almost a bigger emotion of being done. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the relief finally was there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I for the first time in however many hours, I'm not having a contraction coming in 30 seconds. Do they stop as soon as the baby comes? Um, apparently, they give you Pitocin so then you can deliver the placenta. Okay. But I didn't feel any of that. After the, the baby comes. After your- the baby came, I just yeah. was, like, I could feel things happening down there. Yeah. I tore. I tore with Ben as well. There's like level one, level two, level three. And with Ben, I was a level two. And with Ellie, I was a level two. So there were stitches. I have stitches in my vag. I felt that all happening. And it was like, it didn't hurt though. It is a weird way. I like felt it all. But But in that moment, contraction. In that moment, yeah. And she was there and I was like holding her and just like. So relieved, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're holding your baby for the first time too. And you're just mm-hmm. like, we did it. Like, and I also felt this like admiration for her of like mm-hmm. this girl. She came on her own timeline like this. What she ch- like we could have gotten induced on Friday morning <laughs> at all. I mean, I thought I'd be laboring all day Friday and she arrived at like 638 before her induction without yeah. any drugs. <laughs> She yeah. like did it her way, even if it was wow. Yeah. But in a in a way, I was like so proud of her. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And she tolerated all the labor really well. Kind of. So yeah, there were some complications, but nothing that was like super scary or nothing compared to like the labor event. And I just was thinking, like when I was doing the announcement. And when so when everyone does announcements, it's like wait time thing, and it's like everybody's healthy, yeah. and it's like 
sometimes labor really sucks and people don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Like what you went through with Rev, that C-section. Yeah. My God. C-sections in general, the yeah. like huge like procedure, set, like hospital procedure that's done and that you have to recover from. That's one thing on its own, nevertheless, taking care of a newborn. Yeah. And, like people are just like, oh, they're everyone's healthy. Everyone's happy. Right. It's like people don't know what women go through. Yeah. And yeah. every experience and how different every experience is. And like, yeah, every, I think people know labor's not always like sunshine and roses, but it's like it's okay that it's not sunshine and roses. Yeah. Right. And like when we build it up that it has to be, we diminish the reality of what happened. Right. And sometimes what happened is like processed if we're honest about it mm-hmm. i don't know everyone processes yeah, a lot differently of people are like you know oh it's so birth is so beautiful and it is an incredible thing Ob- obviously like you grew another human and then yeah pushed her through your vagina to bring her you know like that is beautiful but also yeah the experience of it is not or people are like always. oh but it was all worth it because look at her mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like okay that's neither here nor there they right. can be totally separate things. You right. Have- I'm glad she's here. And that fucking sucks, yes. man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did I, I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or where I even saw this, but there's some, I don't know if they still exist or it was like an ancient tribe or what, but they used to treat women who died in childbirth. They would give them these huge, beautiful ceremonies the same way that they would for um, someone who died in battle. Like, wow. you know, so because that is how sacred of an experience it is. Like it is a battlefield yeah. and yeah. to honor her because of what, you know, the women, the female body goes through during. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for anyone who's on the fence about natural label, natural labor or epidural, every experience is different. My endorsement, 10 out of 10, take the epidural. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day do the epidural if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never felt a contraction. Well, with Revy, the epidural fell out. So it didn't fail, but I started feeling... I I got there. My water broke. I wasn't dilated at all. Zero, right? Or whatever. I'm like, get the guy in here. I don't want to feel anything. And then um, I started feeling them very lightly. I'm like, I'm feeling these. And so they checked and it had just fallen out of my back so i only felt a couple but i've never really experienced you know yeah you don't need to no one needs to medical science is great yeah yeah do you Uh, feel so you felt proud of ellie and i felt really fucking proud of myself (laughs) okay so so there is that right like holy shit i never wanted to do that i did not want to do that in no way did i want those stripes and yet it's like, wow, I'm a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look what I did. Right. It, it taught, um, you ever heard that thing that's like, you know, the body is capable of so much more. It's the mind you have to convince. Yeah. Cause it's like, you were probably never going to die, but your mind was really processing through all of that. And your body is built for it, even though we don't want to be dealing with that. Oh my God. But like, yeah, it was crazy. Totally. So yeah, when you said you're like, I had basically a natural birth. I didn't know what you, I just assumed like you dilated to like a seven or something. And then the rest was all medicated, but you really did have a natural birth. Yeah. Like 95% natural. Yeah. So when she arrived, so then the other like minor complications that had happened was the entire time I had gestational diabetes, it was managed through diet. And um, I really took it very seriously. You all know that. And the nurses were all really proud. Like they could tell. They're like, this is Mm. the weight of her and just like everything is super healthy. Mm. Well, your blood sugars can really, I didn't know this, but when you're under stress, they'll spike. No matter what you eat, irregardless of anything. And I had a very intense blood sugar spike all throughout labor. Mm -hmm. So they put me on an insulin drip during labor. Mm. I mean, I had had two epidural things. I had things in every arm. Like, it was crazy. Well, Ellie was connected to me, right? They hadn't cut the umbilical cord. And so she had a blood sugar spike 
as well. And when they cut the umbilical cord, she had a blood sugar crash and she went to critically low blood sugar levels, which is not critically dead. Like it's not that she, she just was feeling really, really bad. Um, and I felt really emotional about it Yeah, because it's like, you know, hundred percent. So they, they did like this like sugar thing on her gums and then they gave her like this, um, donor milk for protein right after, Mm -hmm. like just boom, boom, like Mm -hmm. trying to stabilize. And then they tested her. I was so, it's like when they were doing the tests on her, they had to do a heel prick, right? You know, but they had to test her a couple of times over the course of the stay Mm -hmm. and she rebounded just fine and then stayed Mm -hmm. that way just fine. Um, so there was no issue there. Um, but every time they did that test, you're like waiting on beta breath. You're like, Mm -hmm. what is it? You know, and I'm just like worried, but that was fine. That's why I'm like, well, it was a minor thing, but it wasn't like a thing. Like she at no point were they like, but it's all scary. Like scary. anything that's not absolutely perfection is scary. I mean, I yeah. guess it's not as scary now, but the first time when I, with Rev, when she had jaundice, even it's so normal. And I was scared about jaundice, right? Like you just want Ellie everything. Has jaundice. To, yeah. Right. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. Um, you just want it all to be like, I don't oh, want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is still scary, even it though was, yeah. she's okay now, you know? Yes. Yeah. And at the time, you know, you're so fresh postpartum. You're just like, is my baby okay? Is my baby okay? Yes. Is my baby okay? And you're very wrapped up in it. Um, and every single test, I'm just like, please be okay. Please be okay. Please be okay. And they're like, mm-hmm. yep, looks good. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, mm-hmm. like a huge relief. Um, and then the other thing was I lost a lot of blood. So they said typical labors, you lose like, I don't know the measurement, 500 though, I remember was the number, 500 something of blood. Okay. And I lost 800, mm. which was a significant amount more. Yeah. And they were talking potential transfusion <coughs> and like all these things. Um, and I just was very, very, very weak between that and the whole labor experience. Like yeah. I just was very, very weak. Um, but I rebounded okay as well in the hospital to the point that they're like, you don't need a transfusion. So, um, and then at the hospital, it was fine. Like I didn't like the room felt like trapped energy of the labor Mm. to me. Mm. And we had originally thought we're going to stay two days just to give ourselves time with just her before we're going, going home feels like a big deal. You yeah. know, it is a big deal. It's the first time Ben's going to meet her. It's it's then these things of being home and everything that entails, you know, in a very tender yep. time. And um, and you think, how am I going to do it? You know, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm – you have a, a peri washer and you're layering uh, – you've got these mega maxi pads and then you've got a dermablast your whole thing. And then you've got these little tux pads that you're layering on your pads like pepperoni. You know, <laughs> you're like making a pizza every time for your bath. And it's like nuts. And so that takes a whole thing because you're like limping to the bathroom and then you have to feed the baby. And then, and then, you know, yeah. And then you've got your three-year-old who's yeah. the light of your life, you know. And, uh, so it's like, how are we going to juggle all that? But I also knew it was like this, I can't be, this is not a peaceful place for me, this hospital. Like I just need to get out all the beeps, all the things, all the stomach checks, all the everything. It's just not, this isn't working for me. I didn't like it anymore. And I wanted to get home. Yeah. Um, so they're like, do you want to stay two days or one day? And I was like one day they did all the metabolic checks on her. Everything looked good. They're like, she does have a touch of jaundice. So she'll need to go back into the doctor like we got home on Saturday, she had to go in Sunday. So uh-huh. it was like kind of a that was a whole thing, like leaving the house and figuring that out yeah. when you're on no sleep. And so we got home. Um, you know, Ben meeting Ellie went as perfect as I think it could have in terms of like how we did it. We followed everyone's advice of like um Chris's mom was here, so she brought Ellie in, and Chris and I were the first ones to just like be with Ben and like, yeah. you know. It has definitely hit him, though, 
now like we're adjusting he's he's definitely feeling it he's starting to act out in ways he's never acted out before he had some sleep regression last night where he just wasn't sleeping he was waking up and like just kind of disheveled but there's we're really trying hard to get as many people taking him on special things and like us you know or just taking ellie so that like we can just be with him but it is very different now yeah you know and i've I've got to, you know, I'm feeding her. So I've, and I'm up all night, you know, so I've, I've missed the daycare drop-offs and I've missed uh, some bedtimes. And like, I know that we'll get to a place where it's never going to be like how it was, but where it's not how it is now, where there's a happy, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that he will adjust. And I know that I didn't ruin his life. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, totally. I know exactly what you're feeling. But it's like you gave him the best, like a lifelong best friend. Yeah. But doesn't feel like that to him now. He doesn't think that now, you know? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I like miss him right now. Mm-hmm. But I also feel this like, real, and I'm just super hormonal, you guys, like. Because that's what happens to you is you purge. This is like real-time postpartum. You cry for no reason. I cried because I was looking at Chris the other day. Just thinking about, like, I was like, I love you so much. Like, the highs are really high and dramatic. Mm-hmm. Right? But I was very worried. Because I think everyone has different experiences with their ho- hormones. But I was very worried about coming home and feeling different about Ben. Mm. like feeling like mama bear with Ellie and like that kicking in in a weird way. Yeah. Um, Cause that happened with my dog, Betty for sure. And I don't think it ever went back. And I was like really worried about yeah. that. And I'm very happy to report that. Like if anything, I love Ben even more, mm-hmm. you know? And if anything, I'm like, is he getting enough of me? Is he okay? Like, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm bonding with Ellie and it's beautiful, but like there's a different love for Ben right now, you know, because he's he's my first. He's been here for three years and I'm just really like wanting to make sure. Anyway, I'm happy to report that my love for him, it does not feel like it shifted away in any way. Mm-hmm. It's corny, but when they say your heart just gets bigger, like I do feel that. I feel yeah. like it's just extra big now mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't know was possible, which is really yeah. cool, yeah. you know? Um, And so that's beautiful. And he'll, and there have been really cute moments too, like where he's mm-hmm. like, I want to hold her. And he asked for her to come sleep in his crib last night yeah. and like – there have been really, really cute moments too, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember – I'm hanging on spirit, spiritual medium Erica's words too of like that they are going to be very close and had past lives together. And um, I can feel like that they're going to be very close yeah, already, you know? Wow. So that's cool. Um, so where we're at now, typical – I mean, it's only been, she'll be a week old when you guys listen to this. She did arrive on a Friday by she her did, choice. Of she did, of course. Not she by did. medical choice. Uh-huh. So, again, we're keeping up with all that. But we're just like very much in the thick of things right now. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, like I'm keeping a log <coughs> on my phone of every poop and pee she has. I'm mm. shuffling to the bathroom after every feed to do that whole rigmarole to heal myself. Yes. I'm totally exhausted. Um, breastfeeding this time is not as easy as it was with Ben. With Ben, it was like, oh, this is a dream, like perfect latch and perfect this and perfect that. We've been struggling with a shallow latch um, Mm -hmm. and I might need to take her to the chiropractor or look for a tongue tie or something because my nipples, my God, both of them cracked and bled. Both of them are raw as shit and has made every feed painful. That's um, why I wanted to connect you with Trisha when you said your nipples are sore because that is a common misconception that I think is sold to all of us that it's just supposed to hurt. Yeah. And what I learned from Trisha is if it is a proper latch, it's actually not supposed to be painful. Yeah. But we just feed with improper latches. Yeah. And, and I, that's why it's painful. Totally. And with Ben, it never hurt. Ever. So wow. I knew that something was wrong because with Ben, yeah. it never, ever once was painful. 
even when my nipples were brand new. Yeah. It was like, but I kept up on cr- the nipple cream like pretty aggressively right away. I remember that. Um, but also the latch was really good right away. Yeah. Everything was perfect. And so it was on my list. I was like schedule lactation consultant because I knew we got to fix, figure this out because this mm-hmm. is not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so both nipples are busted. I'm currently doing a bunch of Bust. things right now that to get those healed and to get our latch adjusted. I'm working with Trish. I'm so thankful you connected me with her because it's a lot easier to have someone on text and very available than like having to go to appointments out of the house right now. is like very hard. Um, yes. Well, and sometimes you need her in the moment. Like, okay, this is what's going on. And she was always pretty quick to reply. Whereas yeah. the lactation consultant, it's also a different experience if you have to go somewhere and it's not your setup. And yeah, like, it's totally. kind of stressful and yes. things. Um, so we're working through that. We, and it's hard when it's painful because like your hands sweat and my hormones have like my feet have been so sweaty. I remember these mm-hmm. weird, everything's different. But like mm-hmm. last time my armpits like out of nowhere got really itchy every time I breastfed. This time, the last couple of days, my fucking feet are so sweaty every time I breastfeed. And I wow. think I'm just purging hormones still. Yeah. But I'm also getting anxious about the feeds. And I don't because know. Because of the pain. Dude. Yeah. And it's yeah. like I'm bracing for it and like not looking forward to them. But right before coming on this pod, we had our best feed that we've had yet. Mm. And like, oh my God, I could have cried having the feed because I was like, this is how it's supposed to, it wasn't hundred percent how it's supposed to feel because there's still, there's still a lot of healing to do, but it was like, okay, we're like, I felt progress. Like we're going to be able to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And we're definitely, I'm asking for a lot of support. Like I have people coming over to help during the nighttime. We have people coming to help like pretty regularly when Ben's here too, so that we can like have extra hands just kind of for everything Mm -hmm. as we're adjusting and like figuring things out. And I can't tell you for like anyone expecting how critical it is to like not try and go at it on your own. Like it takes a village Mm -hmm. um, as you're healing and adjusting and really dealing with no sleep. Like for a bit, you yeah. know, but okay, here's the other thing I will say is like, man, number two is so much better in so many ways because I have, even with all of this, even with the yeah. breastfeeding and the labor and the no sleep, it's like, I've done this before and there's yeah. so many things I know and I have been very unrattled this time. Mm-hmm. The breastfeeding has rattled me. That's given me anxious, but the cries, the diaper changes, the peeing everywhere or the mm-hmm. like, oh, you do it all just to have her have another blowout and then do it all again. That stuff really was hard the first time around. Yeah. And this time it's like, I'm not, it, it's kind of awesome to just be able to like enjoy the snuggles and just how cute she is. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's the, the benefit of having done it before really helps. And I haven't gone And I'll keep you guys posted on this because it's really important and very normal for the brain to like go to dark places Mm -hmm. postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, Depression, baby blues, like it doesn't care. It'll find you if it wants to or if whatever. And I think support is like a really key part of for me. I knew that. And it's a lot better this time around for so many reasons. But I have not felt the darkness yet. Mm. at all had you felt it at this early with ben do you remember like after a week yeah it really kicked in week three okay but i was starting to like i was rattled with how much i didn't know yeah i was starting to feel and and also trying to take on too much we were also moving there was Mm -hmm. a lot of things that were very stressful but um but there was a lot of brightness too with like I remember just very happy nursing sessions and like all the things but I had this but it's just so different this time around. I feel and like you're so able to be more better. present. Yeah. Like cuz when it's your first it's like so many balls that you've never had to juggle before and then all of a yeah. sudden there's 100 balls in the air and you're juggling it all. And with yeah. the second one you're like, "Oh, I remember these balls. This is kind of familiar." Okay, so yeah. I can just like soak it in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I had this thought where I was like, 
what if it's just not as bad? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm opening myself up to that possibility of like, maybe I don't get the baby blues this time. Yeah. And maybe you do, but you recognize them right when they come and you're able to like figure something out, right? Like get on a plan, right? Rather than like, oh, maybe this is just hormones or and like, you know, there's, there's an awareness for sure. Oh, I see you dark little beast for what you are versus getting tricked by it and swept up in it. Right. And then there's no shame either of like, oh, okay, I can go get help for this. Or even like you said, it takes a village. There's no shame in asking for help this time. Totally. I feel like with the first time, I remember when you came to visit me, right? Like you flew down to be with me after Revy was born. And then I sort of, uh, people would be like, oh, can I do anything? I'm like, no, you guys go. And you, I told you like leave the house for the yeah. day. And then I had this day just sitting there feeling sorry for myself yeah. because I was in a zone of, oh, I don't want to bother anyone with helping yeah. me. Right. Yep. But with the second time you're like, no, I'm going to I ask. need all these things. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so now she's doing she's as healthy as can she's, be. She's yeah, so we've gone we've gone back to the doctor twice for jaundice. Her jaundice, and I've got to wrap up here soon so that I can yes, yes, yes. go do things. But um her jaundice levels were very low at the hospital, but she, you know, they wanted to check it to make sure it was headed in the right direction. We went to get it checked. It had gone up a little bit, but my milk hadn't come in. And with jaundice, you really want mm. their systems like a go in, like pee and poop wise, and mm-hmm. um getting them, you know, a little bit of vitamin D and just getting them going. And then we went to the doctor yesterday again. And my milk had come in in between those appointments. Mm. And so her jaundice levels, they didn't go down, but they didn't go up. And they're like, we're actually very happy with that because it's so far below what we would be concerned about. And now that she's – and she's back above her birth weight. Oh, so oh, great. They're like, this is going to clear out like yeah. in no time. So oh, we don't have to go back in and tell her two-week appointment now. So yeah. yeah, she was at like seven – she was born 7.2. She went down to 6.11. Now she's 7.3. Oh my gosh. What so a she's, champ. So we're, you know, figuring it all out. Um, yeah. but she's doing great. And yeah. And you're doing great. Yeah. I like, I mean, relatively. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, yeah, all right? Things like considered. hormones, postpartum, you're tore up. Yeah. I from think the I'm right where up. I should be. Not sleeping, but like, yeah. 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 Yep. And, and I'll she's keep the you stinking. I I don't even think I'm biased. I do think she's one of the most beautiful babies. Like, babies don't come out looking like her, but I just feel like she's stunning. And like, just a little perfect angel. I don't know. You look at her face and you're like, what? I made you? She's just perfection. Yeah. You did so good, call. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to meet her. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, no we'll time for more. Cam and Pete. Yeah. Well, how about we do hot topics on Tuesday? Let's do hot topics on Tuesday. Um, we'll do flash faves and hot topics. I love it. Also, this is the first time I've been able to wear our merch by choice because oh. I wasn't vibing t-shirts pregnant. I just wanted things yeah. that were like more form fitting, like yes. tanks and things. That oh, were right. Mm-hmm. This is the most comfortable freaking shirt. It is. I'm wearing it's the fireworks freedom and feminism. one, And it's and really it's like loose. Foxy it's like, and cozy mm-hmm. and just, yeah, guys, if you haven't snagged merch, you really don't want to miss this one for real. But I was, yeah. I saw our merch pile today. I was like, oh, yes. yes. So cozy. Oh my gosh. I um, all the things. Anyways, guys, we'll keep you posted on the journey. Thank you for all of your guys' support. Oh, the other thing is we need to pick a winner for who that – so she arrived at June oh. 3rd. 6.38, is that what you said? I believe. Let me make sure. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, 6.38 a.m. Okay. And so we're going in Patreon and looking at the guesses. I can do that. Like, you can go and... Or no. Yeah, 7... It was 7.38. 7.38. 7.38 a.m. Yeah, 7.38 a.m. Okay. Seven pounds, two ounces, born on June 3rd. Okay, I'm going to go to the comments... Right? Because we're looking in Patreon. Correct. I'm going to go to the comments and look at all the guesses. 
Okay. I can't, I gotta find the episode that we did that on, but, oh, here, it's gotta be this one. Okay. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to search. Okay. June 3rd. And it's just the closest to. Yeah. So it'd be like the second or the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Or if you think you were close or the closest. Kendall says June 2nd at 6.37 p.m. June yeah. 2nd at 9.58. Okay, so that's closer. Like that there's so making. many guesses. Like maybe if you feel like your through. guess was pretty close, comment with your guess here and then we can like source down the the closest ones. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll get you guys the Summer Nights Women's Rights shirt. Okay, according to this thing, Megan was the winner. Um, I don't see anyone that guessed the third. So, but did she? Could someone else have guessed the time and the? Did we just do the time and day? I thought it was just closest to. So she guessed the second at like nine fifty eight p.m. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right, closest to the date. Right, right, right. Like close. So she's like ten hours off. Okay, or something like that. You know, no one guessed the third. That's crazy. People, lots of people guessed the May. second. <coughs> well, most guesses were May. Oh wait, Brooke did June third at two o one a.m. That's pretty damn close. Brooke, there's no last name here, but. That comment with your email address or email us at you can sit with us at gmail.com with your shirt size and your address. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. <coughs> All right. I'm going to go. Um, okay. And you guys, I love you guys. Thank you for all your love and support, especially here on Patreon. This Mm -hmm. community means the world to me. Ash, I love you very much. Thank you for all of your love and support and everything. Yeah, I've been sending the vibes. I've been just doing my best to not bug you, but I want you to know. I appreciate it. The vibes are going out. The energy is is there. I feel it so much. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.